by the Lake Podcast. My name is James Strong, joined once again by my co-host Cody, all the way from Texas. Cody Tanner, how are you? James, Just fine Monday evening. James, I'm great. James, I'm in a new place. Clearly, for those of you that don't you know, I moved like three miles. It's fantastic. Good, good decision. Um, <laughs> we're not going to get into the reasons, but anyways, we are going to talk about some crazy things today. We're going to talk about OTAs. We're going to talk about Steelers releasing players they shouldn't have already. We're going to talk about signing players. We're going to talk about money. We're going to talk about injuries. And we're going to talk about certain players that might be making a wave of uh, noise around training camp with their production or their ability to uh, mentor. We'll we'll get into all the crazy stuff in a little bit more details. But first, we have Steelers by the Lake News, James. uh, And that's going to be the top downloaded countries and states. That's it, man. Pause Let's jump into you the get there, James. Right? James, how are you? I forgot to ask. I'm doing good, man. Okay, doing just, good. I want to check. One leg is plenty, so uh, we'll oh, no. worry about the other one another day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been complaining about it on here, but it's been bugging me for a while. <laughs> uh, we should just get you a prosthetic at this point. Oh, I would love one. If you guys um, want to donate to James's prosthetic. <laughs> I just we'll, want a bionic leg. We'll make a GoFundMe <laughs> account for James's leg. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Preferably made of adamantium. Preferably. Not vibranium? Um, no. If it was real, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> if adamantium was real. <laughs> That's true. Also true. Would you have like would you have um claws like on your toes? Retractable, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. For those of you that don't know, real quick, just because we're nerding out a little bit. Adam adamantium is adamantium. I keep saying that wrong. Um is Wolverine's bones Correct. and everything and then vibranium is the stuff that black panther's suit and captain america's shield is made out of because we're nerds um <laughs> but right. let's move on for a second and talk about we the numbers marvel stuff, man. <laughs> <laughs> we love marvel stuff so much i have a dog named marvel uh but into this my cat's name is t'challa here. so <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a reason we're buddies and we do this podcast together and it's not just the Steelers. Uh, we also have pretty women reason. but that's besides- <laughs> let's go on <laughs> pretty blondes at that uh so top downloaded countries from last month uh, United States of America coming in at number one. I know that's going to be a shocker to a lot of folks. USA. A new one coming in in the top uh, group there. Number two, Singapore. Uh, really crushing it. A lot of downloads came out of Singapore last month. Thank Germany you, in number three. And then uh, number four, Australia. Listen, we've so, we've gotten to talk briefly online with, with the guy from Germany, at least one of the people downloading in Germany. Uh, mm-hmm. If you guys are listening in other countries, Singapore, Australia, anywhere else a- across the globe, Even we've had our Canadian friends. Yeah, our Canadian friends, please let they us know. Like, go. like, message us on Facebook. Reach out to our email, uh, SteelersByTheLake at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your story, how you found the podcast, uh, and just what you know. What made you a Steelers fan? Have you been that since you were born? Yeah. Did were you stupid when you were born, and then you decided to become a Steelers fan? What? How did it work? What happened? Did you marry a Steelers fan? Those. That's mm. that's one way to get there. Just saying. Just saying. We. Make it work one way or another. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, so we want to hear we want to hear your story. We want to hear what led you to the Steelers. We'd love to hear um, about how you found the podcast as well. Now, top states. We're going to go to top states real quick. Um, Pennsylvania, number one. Shocker, I know. Uh, number two, James. It's all the way across the, the map. 
If you go all the way on the other side of the country, California, number two for downloads this month. Number three, good old Texas, where I'm at. Everything's a little bit bigger here, mostly just the state. Uh, and then Missouri in at number four. <laughs> Whatever. Missouri in at number four. And then number five, we have a two-way tie uh, between North Carolina and a first-time visitor in the top five download categories, West Virginia. Uh, so we thank you all, the West Virginians and North Carolinians, for those downloads. Uh, one of you two's got to come out on top next month, so let's figure that out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll figure that out in a week or so here, buddy. <laughs> Probably. Um, so with that being said, it's time to move on to, to numbers, to facts, to the whole kind of off-season baloney that we get to talk about. It's not baloney. It's really good information. Uh, but for some people who aren't as into Steelers football or football in general, for us, it's it just kind of seems boring. And so we're going to make it exciting if we can. <laughs> That's it. First, we're going to talk money. Who doesn't like talking about money, right? Uh, last week, we got the opportunity to tell you that Marcus Golden had signed with the Steelers, the three-time Pro Bowl outside linebacker, formerly of the Cardinals and a few other teams. Uh, he actually took a veteran minimum contract. And for how many years he's been in the league, a veteran minimum contract is $1.3 million, including a $152,000 signing bonus, which is an absolute steal. The way he's been talking in all the interviews, he's absolutely loved coach Tomlin since his recruiting process straight out of college. Uh, he actually had a uh, dinner with him. Uh, you know how coach Tomlin goes around and does yep. dinners with the top prospects. He did a dinner with, with Marcus golden back when he was coming out of the draft. Uh, he said, he's kept in contact with him over the years, you know, said hi after games, talked the pro bowl, whatever, that kind of stuff. Uh, and always wanted to play for him. Now he got the opportunity uh, and is really excited about this opportunity. A lot of the same things that we've been hearing from other guys, like Patrick Peterson, been wanting to come to play for Pittsburgh for years. Yep. Now Marcus Golden echoing the same thing. This is what I try to tell to people that really hate Mike Tomlin and just so quick to throw him under the bus and say that he's the reason we're not winning Super Bowls every year like I do in my franchise and all that baloney. Uh, listen, Mike Tomlin is highly respected and highly coveted as a coach in the NFL. And we're getting some top talent at some pretty serious bargain prices because of it. Yeah. And even if it, you view it as what it is, like even if you want to look at it as the worst, the worst case scenario, it, you know, it's a mentor. It's someone that can teach the younger guys different tricks of the trade. Uh, it's a growing piece no matter how you look at it, whether they come in and play average or fairly well or whether they come in and just help the younger guys. I mean, we'll get into it later, but what Patrick Peterson's been able to do and what he has potential to do with, for the two rookies on the team is going to be fantastic. I mean, even the younger guys that aren't rookies can still learn from him. So I'm looking forward to that very, very much. But Marcus Golden, again, a guy that's going to come in and, and have decent snaps, in my opinion. Uh, I can't imagine he's not the first number one backup at this point, like right out the gate. So Oh, he's absolutely is, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no question about it. It's it's him and Quincy Roche and and then uh, the the new outside linebacker Nick Herbig too. Yep. Uh, but he'll be the number one for sure. So uh, that's just tremendous. Just another another great piece of news to hear. Uh, a piece of news that you don't ever want to hear. We finally got details on Rennell. Ren's injury. We knew previously that he went to the injured reserve. Pittsburgh immediately signed another defensive lineman to fill his spot. Yep. Uh, it's an Achilles injury. Achilles is 
bad. Very bad. I don't recall if it was just a tear or if it was a full rupture. I think it was a tear, um, but, but I will double check currently. Yeah, if it's a tear, you know, you could make it back in a year. If it's a rupture, it could take longer. Uh, so sucks for him. He's a young guy, at least. So he's got a better chance of bouncing back than somebody say, if it was an older player in his 30s or something, then you would say this would probably be the dagger that torn end his career. So torn. just a torn. Yep. Thank goodness. Yeah, you hate to hear rupture because that means it curls up the back of your leg and that's just awful. It doesn't look pretty either because it's noticeable. <laughs> no. no. You ever see like that tennis on a ball. bicep, man? Yes. Oh, not fun. Oh, it's so gross on a bicep. <laughs> you not remember fun. Brett Favre played an entire season with that once? Yep. Crazy. <laughs> he had a ruptured bicep played, and it was on his throwing arm, too. I don't want to know the amount of drugs that were used for that him to get through oh, that yeah. season it's like aaron Rodgers <laughs> yeah, when he comes out for the post-game interview aaron Rodgers all <laughs> late like his eyes were glazed over yeah i can't imagine yeah yeah Favre did get hooked on painkillers in his career so i wouldn't be surprised if that uh had something to do with it that that yeah. particular season yeah, absolutely so. um so not not fortunate news for renell ren at all we wish him the speediest of recoveries and that he can hopefully come back next absolutely. year and be a uh be a force to be reckoned with come back with fury with fire uh, but with that being said we're going to talk about some positive news james one yeah. of our rookie cornerbacks making some splash plays in otas specifically uh last thursday's practice Corey trice jr got three pass breakups and an interception just in one practice yeah all over the place the kid making plays like crazy do you know what quarterback that was against i don't know that details those my guess is probably against several different quarterbacks yeah. with that much production. I can't imagine it was all against the same one. Uh, Unless it was wow, Mason. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, it could be. <laughs> Easily. Sorry, didn't mean to throw that in there, but I kind of did. Um, but yeah, I mean, either way, let's be real. Mason Rudolph is a quality backup um, in the NFL, and he's an, still an NFL quarterback. He's had NFL experience. And so... For Corey Trice, even if he came in and did that all against Mason, that's great production. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's difficult to get that kind of production out of later round dudes. Usually your corners later on uh, are struggling to even get on the field. So for somebody to be excelling this early in the offseason program uh, really speaks a lot. You know, when you watch this tape, he looked to the part, man. You know, he plays physical. He got his hands on the ball a lot in college already doing that a lot in practice. Uh, so I'm really anxious to see him when these preseason games come around. Obviously, we're a few months away from that still. Uh, but when that does come, keep your eyes on number 27 because Corey Trice, man, looking the part early on here and uh, couldn't be happier to see another Purdue corner looking good in practice. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to keep my eyes on him for sure, James. I'm going to watch him every game, all game, the whole game, even when he's on the sideline. You, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Better. You know what I'm saying? You better. Uh, anyways. What's his body language say? Yeah. Is he lifting up his teammates when they make a good play? Is he lifting him up when they make a bad play? That's what I want to know, James. That's what I want to know. That's, Is he a good partner? Is he in there for juniors. the good days and the bad days? Nah, we're talking about yeah. juniors. We're talking about – you want to know who had a lot of bad days in a good way? Ooh. Joey Porter, but we're talking about Joey Porter Jr., not Joey Porter. <laughs> Joey Porter was a villain. Joey Porter Jr., listen, dude's doing work, James. How's he doing work? With every team, no matter where they want him to play. First team, second team, third team. He's playing with everybody right now. He's I probably playing special teams. 
Yeah, imagine him as a freaking jammer, dude. I wouldn't want that, though. Imagine him and Corey Trice on the same side as jammers. You're not getting off the line of scrimmage. I mean, that's true, but I wouldn't want it. I wouldn't want more snaps with him having a chance to hurt himself. I get that. But I agree with you. Wholeheartedly, (laughs) I do. That's Loki. something I'm really excited about, Corey Trice Jr. He's going to be a jammer on special teams. And as big and strong and fast as he is, he is going to stymie some people right at the line and not let them down the field. And I'm here for it, man. As long as his and technique so is return, is, is up to par, that he, there's no reason that someone should be past the 10-yard line or, or 10 yards from the line of scrimmage by the time they're, the punt's received, quite frankly. Yeah. So... I want to see a George Pickens moment with Corey Trice Jr. where he just knocks somebody on their butt. Just you stands are. there and looks at him. <laughs> Such a George Pickens thing to do. Um, but yeah, Joey Porter taking these reps with first, second, and third team just shows you that I, I don't think it's like who's he going to play what best with. I don't think that's what it is. I think they're using the opportunity no. to see how he matches up in different parts on the field probably. And then also I think that it's a lot of just getting him the reps, getting him the practice because I he's day one starter. Quite frankly, we all know that. Um, we expect it. So I don't expect anything to change there. And even with the next guy we're going to talk about, Patrick Peterson's getting some reps with at, at the nickel corner position, which we talked about it before the show. James, if, if Corey Trice Jr. continues to play the way he is and we have both juniors starting at the one and two with Pat Peterson at the nickel. Look out, bro. Four picks a game. <laughs> or picks a game from the entire defense yeah. not including tj and watt jumping up and doing crazy yeah, stuff and you didn't even get into all pro minka fitzpatrick behind them so nope. uh so really promising i love to hear that patrick peterson is getting some snaps at the nickel corner uh you had to kind of wonder where is he going to fit in uh it seemed as though he excelled a little bit more last year in zone defense than he did in man uh but why not in the slot right He's a big physical dude. He's one of the bigger corners in the league, not height wise, but he was six foot two twenty when he came out. Like yep. that's some incredible like density to a dude that was highly athletic. If he can translate and play in the nickel, all of a sudden I'm not worried about the nickel corner position at all. Uh, also, some news coming out between the two of these last two guys we're talking about: Joey Porter Jr. being interviewed talking about how. Patrick Peterson has 100% taken him under his wing and is constantly giving him tips and pointers and words of advice and helping him every single day in practice uh, to just develop as quickly as he possibly can and do as good of a player as he can. Uh, And just incredible, Uh, incredible that they're bringing in guys like this and we all know that Patrick Peterson is not the Patrick Peterson of five years ago, nope. but he doesn't need to be in this defense. They didn't bring him in for that to be the number one shutdown corner. What they needed was an experienced guy who can help teach these young guys. Yep. Uh, and I think this could be an incredible asset. And maybe the most important part of Patrick Peterson being on the Steelers is helping to tutor and bring along Joey Porter Jr. and, and Corey Trice as well. Yeah, and we've talked a lot about, you know, what these guys can do in the nickel position. Nickel's very often covering the tight end position. I want to talk for a minute, James. We didn't go over this, but I just remembered this. I want to talk briefly about Connor Hayward, um, our third string tight end, fourth string tight end. I don't even know. Fullback right now. Technically true. Um, But he was being interviewed this year or 
being interviewed and talked about keeping uh, the defense on their heels this year as a big key, and hopefully he can help us do that. By week one, we'll have a good idea of what will be happening. We are going to add the new with the old and have multiple big bodies out there. Um, obviously, Pittsburgh opted into not signing Derek Watt, which makes Hayward the starting tight end or starting fullback. But I do believe that he, they're going to put him back there at fullback and motion him out to positions to make you're going to get mismatches. It's going to be crazy. Imagine if we go out in a big set and you spread Zach Gentry, Darnell Washington, Pat Frymuth, and Connor Hayward all out. Like the mismatches that are going to come from that scheming is going to be fantastic. And I can't wait for it. Yep. Yeah. Even if you go into uh, like a two wide receiver set with a tight end, a fullback and a, and a tailback, and then you go five wide off of that. Yep. Like there is mismatches like crazy because most middle linebackers are going to have a hell of a time with Connor Hayward. Most of them also have a hell of a time with Pat Fryermuth. And if you don't have Fryermuth out there and it's Washington, well, good luck because a lot of middle linebackers are six foot or six one and he's six seven, Gentry six eight. So there's <laughs> just some ginormous mismatches there. It just creates all kinds of problems for the defense trying to match up. Not to mention that Najee has really good hands coming out of the backfield. Uh, so he's a handful for guys too. Uh, so you only got two safeties. You can't use them to cover three guys. Somebody gets the matchup with the middle linebacker and probably two people. Yep. And I think that's exciting, man. I think that's really exciting. Uh, even the possibility of me side linebackers or edge rushers getting stuck in one-on-one -on -one coverage with these kind of guys they're not going to be able to handle it expect it's going to draw some double teams we're gonna we're gonna make some teams you waste their timeouts for sure this year because they're not gonna like what yeah. we do <laughs> and it's gonna draw safeties closer to the line of scrimmage to ha try to help with these matchups right because yeah. now the safety's got to try to help out that middle linebacker who's drawn a more athletic uh, whether it's Pat Fryermuth or Connor Hayward or somebody that they're not a favorable matchup against. And then that leaves the wide receivers one-on-one. -on -one. Yep. They don't have that safety help anymore. Now you can see better production from Deontay Johnson and George Pickens. And this kind of thing, I think Pittsburgh is going to utilize quite a bit this upcoming season. I You've hope seen so. them do that in previous years when they had Will Johnson, they used him a little bit that way. Uh, I think this is coming back this season. I think that was the whole point of, and ending up with another big tight end like that. Yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm all here for it. I can't wait to see it. I think it's definitely coming. Going to be a wild time. I'm going to be upset if none of this stuff does happen, James, because then I will call for the firing of one Matt Canada. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Um, Just stop it at the Canada conversation. We're good. <laughs> yeah, that's where we're going to stop right there. Uh, I am going <laughs> to bring up some sad news. Uh, the Steelers did release a wide receiver. By the name oh, no. of Cody Crest. It was stupid. Oh, no. It was unadvised. They did not talk to me first. It should not have happened. <laughs> but Dude, if it, they release Cody White next week, are you going to cry? Probably. I might. <laughs> I might. No, it's not quite. Nah, I'll be upset. I'll be upset. But they did wind up signing an offensive tackle, James. Another guy that they stole from, guess who? None other than, you're right, the Philadelphia Eagles. This is <laughs> three or four guys now. <laughs> that we've yep. taken from this team. Uh, Jared Williams, who was 6'6", or is 6'6". He's not, it's not like he shrunk or got taller. 6'6", uh, 308 pounds, 35 and 3 eighths, or 7 eighths inch long arms. 7 eighths, yeah. Only, he's only 25, 26, 25. Yeah. 
25. 25 years old, so still a young cat, man. Highly athletic with uh, great length. Um, yeah, this just kind of adds to that room. This is competition at the offensive tackle position. Again, we're confident that the top three positions are basically set in stone, but after that, that's where the real competition starts. So he's going to be going in a head-to-head battle with LaRaven Clark also, who played previous with the Eagles. Shocker. Uh, and these guys are going to get a, a chance to compete and see who the best man is. And and uh, probably, I mean, I imagine Pittsburgh typically keeps four offensive tackles going into the 53-man roster. So the, the kid's got a shot. Yeah, He's got a shot just because LaRaven Clark's been in the league for a while. I want to say he's like 29 years old or something. And he's not really going to progress past where he is. So if this kid can show anything even close to the same as what LaRaven Clark is, you got to put the edge to the younger guy and then hope that your offensive line coaches can coach him up and, and develop him into something. Absolutely. Uh, but you always, like we always talk about when it's NFL draft season, when we're talking about seventh round guys, you're looking for the lump of clay. You're looking for the guy who has the measurables that you can try to coach up. That's exactly what this dude is. Uh, a big dude with fantastic length. Let's see how they can coach him up, man. You never know. Yeah. Uh, so that kept us with, with the releasing of Cody and then the signing of Jared that kept us right at the 89 man mark, uh, which, you know, teams are allowed 90 men on the team at this point of the year. And so James, they went out and did something again, <laughs> finally get Mr. 90 on the roster. We're in the second week of OTAs. And I think there's only three of them and had been less than 90 this entire time. Uh, so Pittsburgh went out and added to the running back room. Uh, with an undrafted rookie by the name of Darius Haggins. Darius uh, came in at 5'11 and 5'8, so dang near six foot tall, 207 pounds. He ran a 4'4, 840, a 36 and a half inch vertical leap, a 10 and a, a 10 foot, five inch broad jump, and he put up 26 reps on the bench. 26. So plenty strong in this young man, too. It's going to be another thick boy, not. Not a huge cat. He's not as big as Jalen Warren, but uh, he's not too far behind him either. Most of the other running backs in the running back room right now are kind of smaller dudes in that 185, 180 range. This dude is significantly thicker and has good speed. Uh, so keep your eye on this dude. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't look too bad behind all these former Philadelphia Eagles offensive linemen. <laughs> James, you're probably right, but I'm going to tell you what. It's going to be hard to keep my eyes on both him and Corey Trice Jr. It's going to be hard. They'll be on the field at different times. It's perfect. But I'm watching the other one on the sideline. I don't know what to do. Okay. Well, as soon as the snap, then you go back over to the running back. Okay, fair. All right, we'll get it. We'll Very get it. quick. We'll get it figured out. My neck might hurt later, but we'll get it figured out. Your eye, though, what's happening during the play? You got to glance. You got to glance. You got to glance a little bit. Always. Every now and then. It's just like it's just like. Ooh, go for it. I was gonna go somewhere totally different. Okay, offensive tackles. We've been talking about this offensive tackle side. Uh, There's some news on the offensive tackles way higher up the depth chart as well. First round pick Broderick Jones starting to get some snaps at the first team left tackle uh, and we're seeing some Dan Moore action over on the right side as well uh, just proving that his uh, volunteer attitude of being willing to play wherever Pittsburgh wants him uh, is paying off he's getting the reps over there 
I'm excited for this, man. I'm excited for this. I, I want to see the versatility out of Dan Moore. Uh, I'd love to see him compete with Chooksakora for and best man win at right tackle and Broderick start at left. I'd love to see it be a tough decision. Yeah. Yeah, I can't agree more. Um, I think those tough decisions are what makes great team or good teams great. When you make tough decisions, when you put guys in places to be successful. Um, so we'll have to wait and see what Pittsburgh's going to do with all this, James. We're going to have to wait and see. Until they decide to hire us as like their team affiliated uh, podcasters, and then we can just talk about it all day. Although we can't because then there's yeah. legal rights. Yeah. But we'll figure out ways. No, if we're hired by them, there's absolutely no restrictions. Oh, we're good. Well, well, then we'll talk about it. All right, Pittsburgh, this is your, your chance. Hire us make it happen we're waiting anyways uh that's gonna wrap up today's show sorry it was a little bit of a just kind of little bits of information all still really good news we're really excited about what's happening on the offensive side and the defensive side of the ball um and the coaching staff mm -hmm. coaching staff is again getting us people complain about tomlin but tomlin's rapport with players is bringing in quality talent that is going to potentially help us get another ring for uh the city of pittsburgh you know what they say so this one's for the which one? City of Champions. Is this one for this finger? Seven. Yeah, seven. This finger. It's the middle finger We're on the other seven. hand. It's the stairway to seven. That's what's going on, buddy. Stairway. Walk up. There's Just... been a lot of stairs so far, but uh, might see that top coming soon. Yeah, stairs. Get those steps in. Get those legs looking good. You know what I'm saying? Like my girlfriend? Anyways uh we're just gonna move on now and again thank you guys so much for listening be sure to like and follow on facebook twitter instagram tiktok and youtube subscribe and ring the bell it's free and until next time this is your host james and cody signing off peace